regret or having regret is a suppression of a human being's voice. It is, and it always has been. Welcome to Ridley Speaks. I am your host, Carlos Ridley. And in today's episode, we will be discussing regret or having regret and what that does to a human being and not just that individual human being, but what it can mean to people around that particular person. And we typically talk about regrets when someone passes away. We didn't have an opportunity to say goodbye to them or apologize for things that we may have done for them, done to them in the past. And maybe it was never said over a course of months or years. And that regret of not being able to express oneself to an individual or people causes just that that tightness of regret that people keep with them for the rest of their life because they don't know how to deal with speaking out. And again, this podcast is about having a voice and it's not just having a voice in areas of politics or religion or social injustice, things like that, but it's everything. It's everything. And we've all had regrets about something at one time or another. It might not be death. It might be the way we treated a person. It might be a way a person treated us. It might be a way we fired back at someone for saying something or making the statement. It could be because someone wronged us uh, previously, and that could stretch out across all kinds of areas. But what would it be like if we took the regret or having regrets and flipped that around? And the conversation I want to have is speaking out and not letting the opportunity, and that's really what we're talking about, the opportunity slip away to address issues, problems, feelings that we could express to people or an individual person before there is no time to do it. And I can speak from experience with my father. My dad left me and my mom before I was age of one. And from the time that I knew I didn't have a dad in the home, I built up a lot of anger, frustration, resentment, and that fueled me to do all the things that I did, good, better, and different. And it also fueled the things that I would never have, good, bad, or indifferent. And then later in life, as I matured and became a man, I had a few interactions with my dad that led me to believe there's always two sides to every story. And that I have an opportunity to express how I feel. Now, in this example, I still did not use my voice to speak to him in a way to ask him, hey, why did you leave? You left me alone. You left me and my mom alone. I never asked those questions, right? For myself, but also 
there's another side to that. There's always that other person who might be looking for an avenue to express themselves back and they don't know how. And you could be that, that spark. So moving this story along, several years ago, he had a heart attack and he was basically brain dead. I had a sibling who I had never talked to, called and said, dad's down. Can you come up here? And in that moment, it was, yeah, I can come up there. Even though I don't have a relationship with him, he's still my father. And before he passes away, I just at least want to see him, acknowledge him. And what I end up doing while he was there down and basically no life in him, he was on on life support. I emptied the room and I just bent down and I said everything that I had to say. And the first thing I said was, Dad, I forgive you. And I hope you hear that because I don't want you to die having regret that I didn't forgive you. I do. The second thing I said to him was, I am sorry that I didn't come to you sooner so we could have this talk that we're having now where you could actually respond to me. And those things freed up a lot for me. And I'm hoping in his state, even though he wasn't responsive, that that freed up stress, years and decades of stress for him before he passed away two weeks later. Now, I still had regrets because as a man, I did not reach out and try to communicate and try to tell him that story while he was still alive so we could have dialogue. That is regret that I always had. And to some extent, I still do. But even after he passed away, I wrote him a letter. And in that letter was, thank you for getting me here. Because without him, I wouldn't be here. Thank you for getting me here. Number one. And I said, to paraphrase the letter, you got me here. And mom took care of the rest. And I thank you for it. And in that, again, kind of released a lot of stress that was on my back to say, I put this to rest. I've said everything that I possibly can. Even if he's gone, I've said everything that I can to not hold a grudge, to not have any regrets. And to push my life forward so that any of that baggage that I was carrying doesn't reverberate to everybody else around me. And that's one key thing that we don't look at or consider is that if you've ever stood at a lake in the still water and picked a pebble up and threw it in the water, what do you get? You get a ripple effect, right? You are the pebble. And then what you say or do is the ripple or the reverberation of people around you. And so using your voice to go to that person who may have wronged you, as hard as it may be, go to those people that you may have offended in a certain way. Go to that teacher that you made jokes about or started rumors about. Go to that friend who used to be 
as tight as you can be and you haven't spoken to for five years because of whatever it is. There's consequences on both sides. And when we speak out, one, we, we at least give the opportunity to people who may have wronged us, hurt us. We give them the opportunity to maybe explain themselves of why they did what they did to us, whether it's physical or mental. And it allows you or me the opportunity to voice ourselves and get that off our backs and get that off our chests and be strong and be confident and be courageous and extend our life like that so that people also see that we are those things, strong, courageous, powerful. Our voices have power and it is meaningful. There's always going to be some type of conflict, whether that's person against person, community against community, this side or that side. And we hold regrets as if it's some type of treasure chest, as if it's some type of holy grail. And it's not. It is a strong negative power that suppresses our voices And we're better than that. We're stronger than that. We should be more mature than that. And I am not here to cast any aspersions on anyone that has seen mental, physical abuse in a relationship, in a marriage. And as a child growing up, we can name everything under the sun that people can or have done to us. Bad things, terrible things. But what can we do about it? What can we do to free up both sides of the equation? What have you done to free up yourself from regret? If you've done something to someone, what have you done to speak? If someone has done something to you and it's been decades, what have you done? What have you said to that person? Are you courageous? Are you strong? Yes, you are. You are strong. You are courageous. Your voice is powerful. All you have to do is speak. Speak. That does not mean that speaking to those people or a person is going to result in happy times under the, just everything is going to be perfect, fine, all is forgiven. Doesn't mean that. And it's not, that's not what it's about. But it is about putting it out there. If you have someone that has physically and mentally and verbally abused you and you've never said anything about it and you've taken that with you, you have the power. 
pick up that phone, send that text message, write that email, be heard. Your voice is powerful. Your voice has impact. That person never apologized to you. Think about they're looking for you to acknowledge them so they can apologize. And that doesn't mean you're going to forgive them, or maybe it does mean you're going to forgive them. It doesn't mean that you won't forget, or maybe it does mean you will forget. You've heard the term, I forgive you, but I won't forget. We all have, we all have probably used that. Your voice is powerful. Speak. Too many times we are taking things to the grave or others have fallen and we haven't gone and said what we need to say in order to be free from regret. There's a thousand things that I've done that I regret. And I am going down the list and acknowledging all those things that I've done that I have regret for. And I'm finding those people. And I'm saying, I am sorry for what I've done. And to those that I might have done something to that I don't know what it is. I just know that there's tension there. For whatever I've done, whatever I've done, whatever I've said, however I was, I apologize. I am sorry. That is not me, the now. That's not me. And that's not who I will be moving forward. Now, my onus or the onus on them is they can either accept that apology or not. But it's more important that I speak that. That I speak it and they acknowledge it by listening. And once I've done that, I've done my job. I've done what I set out to do. And I just continue to go down the line. You're listening out there. Do you have people that have hurt you in the past? Have you hurt people in the past? Write them down. Write all their names down. Look at that list. What ha- what it, what was it that they did or what was it that you did to them, said to them? Write it out. Some people don't even know they did something to you. To think that there's anything wrong other than that you don't speak or you don't speak as much. And then what happens if something happens to them and then there's where the regret is. I wish I would have said something. I wish I would have acknowledged whatever it was. If you're a child and your parent did something to you and you have never forgiven them or you have never reached out and said, Why did you do this to me? Or why did you treat me this way? Do it before it's too late and they're gone. You can't acknowledge them and approach them and allow them to give you back feedback. Good, bad, or indifferent. See, by us speaking out, using our voices and not having regret because people are no longer here or they're gone, what ends up happening is you take the chance of walking into the murky, misty, 
waters, the cloudy past, and then you set yourself up for a lot of things, but you got to be courageous in order to do that. Because at the other, at the end of the day, on the other side is the sunshine and the, the sun's beaming on you because you weren't afraid to use your voice to say whatever it is you had to say. We're strong people. Our voices are strong. Let it be heard. I'm not worried about the likes or the shares or the subscribe. That's not what this episode is about. But this episode is about you. Take that time. Close your eyes. Think about it. How can you use your voice to ensure that you never have regrets or that you don't have regrets? And let that be powerful. Because you are powerful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Have a great day. And thank you for listening to Ridley Speaks.